Now then, Lids, if you'd like to support the podcast, please visit patreon.com slash haveawordpod and sign up. Everyone that signs up on Patreon will get discounts for merch, discounts for live shows, also early availability on content and tickets, and this is the big one. You will get the Wednesday afternoon Patreon-exclusive episode. So Monday's episode is for everybody. Fridays, that's for every motherfucker's will. But Wednesday's episode is only on Patreon. Sign up at patreon.com slash haveawordpod. Now, I'm getting the word... Nuts. Oh. Oh. Upset me, nasty bitch. Catch me outside, how about that? I'm big boned. I'm heavy structure. I'm hung low. If I pull my shit out, this whole room get dark. Disgusting! Follow us on social media at Hava Word Pod. And don't forget to watch our very funny podcast videos on YouTube. You can subscribe at youtube.com forward slash Hava Word Pod. They go by Alan and Dave, Aaron and Dean, Grandad and the Yeti, or even Chanel and Denise. But what's for sure is they are the funniest leads in the podcast game. Don't be a Tory, down your tabo shandy and tell a friend. This is Hava Wad. It's been a while. How you doing? It's been a hot fucking minute. Oh, a bit sunburned here. I've got fucking little little fat white redhead. For any of our non-Patreon listeners, this is the biggest gap they've had between episodes in a long time. <laughs> they last aired from us on Monday. You missed us, motherfuckers. <laughs> it's good to be back speaking to speaking to everybody. Yeah, that's, that's been a uh, a long time, hasn't it? That's seven, eight weeks of. I can't yeah. remember what it was like doing a, a weekly podcast. I can't remember what it was like <laughs> for you to be here. It feels like it was a million years ago. When people are like, honestly, it's just you know, time flies, isn't it? In the shutdown, I'm like, that has felt like a long two months. That's I I haven't been anywhere. I don't know if that slows your perception of time down, but fuck me. Feels like a long time, time since we've been doing weekly episodes and you were in the studio. Yeah. Time. Um, time's gone slow. Have you got some little flowers in your background? You got yourself some flowers, babe. <laughs> What's happening there? Where you get them from? So this studio is basically my office. I've, it's half studio and half office I've put some pictures up um, the patron listeners have seen it I've stuck some stuff up and what it is also is a storage room for when Laura finally gets beyond the point of worrying about hurting my feelings about shit that I've bought for the house so she's nice to me and we don't we're not dicks to each other but she still hates 98% of the stuff that I just choose for the house so I've basically stopped doing it but it is my fucking house, isn't it, as well? So <laughs> I'm, I'm looking I'm around now and like, there's so much shit that I'm like, oh, I thought that'd be nice in the living room. It's now nice in here. I thought they'd be nice in the dining, you know, in the fucking hallway. She did not. Have, have you and Laura had a little tiff? No, no. She no. Just, that's, that's just a bugbear of... I was I, just getting a vibe off you that you might have been in a 
a bit of a strop with, with no this is just this is you it just this is one of my buttons this is one of my weird buttons where <laughs> i i lo- love lords a bit to hope we're married until because i don't want to i'm not doing this shit again and i love it a bit and but i just it's weird like it's almost like with this podcast this is the first time i've ever had to share a decision with an equal on something I'm working on and it's to the benefit yeah. of the podcast but it's difficult you're like I want to do something like this and then you're like I don't think we should and then it's it's taken me like months to get like, like fucking hell I just want to do it though I just think we should do it and I know you're <laughs> the same like no 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 we should do it like that and and that's what marriage is isn't it I choose some shit but I also pay for a lot of it so <laughs> it's a weird thing yeah so the yeah this room is becoming like a fucking art gallery of a moron basically and this, yeah. these flowers were an idea that I had for the hallway at our old house. And Laura just went, awful. That was literally, I think, the words she used. So I was like, don't worry about it. I'm not taking, she was like, taking back. I'm like, no, I'm not taking them back. These are nice, stylish. They'll find a home somewhere. And then I saw these fake flowers in the range the other day. And I was like, oh, that matches the logo. And now I've put it there. It looks really camp. <laughs> it just looks like if Have a Word were doing funerals. Oh yeah, the deceased have love. Have a funeral. That's when you know your fucking podcast got massive. <laughs> and I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I love being married, but as soon as she leaves me and it all goes to shit, I'm getting a fucking Super Mario duvet cover, and everyone can suck my balls. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna put all the shit on the walls that I want, and I'll be angry, and I'll be single, and I'll be lonely, but I will have the decor that I want. See, I've got to the point now where me and Jade disagree on everything just like you two, but I can't care because I just can't. So at the minute, we've um, we've come to a decision. So this room I'm in right now is the office slash studio. This is going within a couple of weeks to be our bedroom. Right. And our bedroom, our current bedroom, is going to become the office slash studio. The main reason for this is the sun rises and comes into our current bedroom. Yeah. So from about 8 a.m., our room's like a fucking oven. Yeah. Whereas it doesn't get warm in this room till about 6 at night. Nice. So we need to swap them around. And Jade was like, right, I want to... I was thinking, like, well, maybe in the bedroom we could do yellow and blue because I just want to change the colours. And I literally oh, went, you what? can do... What? 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 I've never heard that. Fuck. If you'd have asked me to to pick the colour combo that Jade had decided on, I would be in the fucking 182nd guess before I went, <laughs> yellow and blue? <laughs> Is she the fucking LA Rams? What's... <laughs> well, yeah, it's going to be that sort of colour, actually, but like a darker blue. Right, okay. Um, she wants a bright yellow. So where these purple bricks are, yeah. it's going to be yellow, but with a bit of a texture. And uh, we're getting some blue curtains. And what I've literally said to it is, you do whatever the fuck you like. Here's the money. I don't want anything to do with it. Right. <laughs> Just crack on. You sort the bedroom out. She keeps showing me little diagrams she's done of what everything's going to look like. And I'm like, okay, cool. And if that changes, I'll also be cool. Because I've decided it'll be a lot less stress. And I don't care what this bedroom looks like as much as she does. Like, Initial, like maybe I would choose a different color. I don't. I actually think the blue and the yellow looks really nice from what she showed me. But I'm just like, do you know what? None of it is worth even one argument because a week after it's done, I won't even notice the color of the walls. For a comedian, I'm the least observant person 
in the world. I will just come in the bedroom, get in the bed whenever I want to do that, and that's it. The only thing I care about is that the in the new office, I've asked us, can we split it? So at the minute, we share this whole space. I want half of the room to be mine and half to be hers, Great. so I can make a permanent setup for the studio with a better camera and more interesting backdrop. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't have to change and reset up. Yeah. Exactly. So I was like, as long as I can have that, you can yeah. do whatever the fuck you want to every room in this house. And that's what she's doing. I think that is a very sensible way to, to move forward in a in a healthy relationship. I just feel like it comes back to that thing where it, if it's fair enough that she's like, I don't like those, I don't like that. I'm, I struggle to find something I like, but then nothing happens. And then I'm like, yeah, but then now there's been bare walls for six months. Whereas if you said to me, let's go and get some artwork, you give me two hours on a combination of like, whatever, is it I am Fi, Etsy, or fucking Amazon, or eBay? I find, I find three things. And if, yeah, after, if, if after a year, you're not into them, I'll be like, oh, I'll change them. But Laura's like, yeah. no, we'll wait because that's wasteful. And then we'll get the right thing. And that bugs me. But I tell you what you basically explained there is something that I think every... And not to be like, oh, man, you know, keep it a happy wife, happy life. I hate all that bullshit. But in all, in all faculties of life, if you don't give a load of a shit, why draw a battle line on everything? Because yeah. what we studied it at uni, and I did a year of politics, and then wandered into a comedy club, and that was the end of my academic career. But one of the ones I always remember was utilitarianism, which was a really interesting theory that I, it's basically what we're talking about. Just because you want something and I don't want something doesn't mean they're equal levels of want and and like not want. So so Jade wants it yellow and blue right? She loves yellow and blue, say. And then you go, I fucking hate yellow and blue. She loves it. You hate it. That's an e that's a problem then. Cause it's an, it's an equal level of like and dislike. But if she fucking loves it and you think, yeah, I'm not that into it. That's not worth a fight because her no. love outweighs your like, yeah, I'm not that bothered. So when you're watching something on TV and like, like your, your missus is like, I fucking love this. This is my main show. And you're like, well, I think it's a bit crap and I don't want to watch it. She outweighs you. It, and it's a good yeah. theory. But there's times when you have to be like, and no, I fucking that. hate we're it. Doing that. We're doing that exact thing right now. So a few years ago, we watched, have you ever seen The Good Wife TV show? I've heard of it. Right, so we watched that a few years ago when we first moved in together in the flat before we moved to the house. Um, and we both really liked it because she'd seen about half of season one. So we just caught up with that and then everything else was news to both of us. And we both really, really liked it. Now, it's been a few years since we've seen it. I've wanted to watch it again for a while because I don't mind watching something again. No. Because um, I forget a lot of what's gone on. Totally. She remembers almost every episode. We've started watching it again but she's limiting it to like one or two episodes a night. Whereas right. I'd binge it. I'd watch six or seven, but she's like, look, and she's on her phone for most of it. She's like, I'll watch it with you. And I'll sort of keep my eye on it in the corner. But I remember too much of it to really give a shit, but she doesn't care. She's just letting me have it. It's just every night, couple of episodes, 40 minutes each. 
we just watched The Good Wife and I'm fucking well invested in it and she's just following happy along with the story. everyone's fucking happy it's nice good it's good don't you don't need to be curtailed or fucking like oh just I'll just let her do whatever she wants it's just easier I hate all that bullshit but just draw your battle lines because if you make a fight out of fucking everything you'll burn each other out but if you yeah. keep your powder dry when it does get to a point she's like I don't really like that and you're like yeah but I fucking love it yeah all my chips hey like yeah. you've been holding back that's all your chips and then you're Secretly, like this yeah totally <laughs> we finished Ozark season 3 the other night and when we got to the end of it and if you've not watched, watched Ozark I fully recommend it it's got the same vibe as Breaking Bad you don't know what's coming story wise it's very well done it's just grown up well made there's no point where they've not got the budget I hate that when you're watching something you're like you haven't got the budget to show the battle that you think is going on behind you like you know when it's you just have to suspend disbelief Ozark is literally within its budget so they're showing you everything. it's fucking great and right at the end of season 3 it ends with a bang and you're like whoa and one of the things I regretted the most as the credits rolled as they played Run the Jewels ooh la la fucking brilliant I was like, I'm not just disappointed that that's over. I'm also now gutted because we have to go back to that slightly passive-aggressive selecting of a box set or choosing <laughs> a film. And I've had good nights in completely fucking ruined by the fact we cannot get on the same page. When yeah. And, and I, I think you're being good at being chilled out. Like, if we sit down to watch something, and as soon as I see Laura's phone just, oh, and then all, the Instagram finger, that finger that's like, oh, just roll it away, roll it away. Just start oh, fucking... I sort of get annoyed. I'm like, you should be fucking watching it. So much well, better when you're both into yeah. it. If we're watching something new, <laughs> if me and Jade, because we haven't seen Ozark, if we started Ozark tonight and she started doing that, it'd do me a in. But because I know she's seen The Good Wife before... It's different. And it's just, I, I don't mind it. It's just, yeah, you, you dip in and out. I'm going to watch it intently because I don't remember a thing of it. You remember some of it, so it's fine. If it's something new and she's on a fucking cunting phone, it fucking drives me up the fucking... Well, you know, watch it. I'm not into it. I don't really like it. Like, you've not watched it properly. Now, how's her... Um, how's Jade How in terms of the cinema? Fuck me, I'm looking forward to a cinema one day, but it's a while off. But... Uh, What's what's the etiquette like with a set? So I have I told you Jade's things with movies that she doesn't really like watching them? I remember your your bit of stand up about it. Like I remember right. that from a year or the so Russian ago. Russian neighbor yeah, story. The Russian neighbor story. Yeah. Um, which is ninety five percent true. Yeah. Um, is it on YouTube so, that bit? Because people hate having references, and then I think the so I did that routine on TV. I did it on the stand up sketch show. So. It had to get cut down. So I I love the stand-up sketch show, but the, there's a, a few bits missing out of it that I feel are important to the story. So it is on YouTube, but I'll put another version of YouTube on it in the next couple of weeks or whatever or something. But you can watch it. Can you give us the abridged version just so people listening... Yeah, there's an abridged version on YouTube. Right, okay. watch right, now. right, right, right. Um, and it's been made into half stand-up, half sketch. But the gist was... You had Russian neighbours and Jade didn't give a shit, but you were like, I've watched films, dickhead. You haven't watched yeah. films. Don't fuck with Russians. E essentially, yeah. yeah. So Jade won't watch a film what? in the house. Oh, my God. I was like, what? <laughs> Ever? She will go to the cinema because that's like an event. 
She likes going out and doing something. So oh, she'll yeah. go to the cinema. But in the house, an argument with movies is they're, they're dead long, but they also don't have enough information in. So because she's used to watching TV series and the level of detail you get with a 24-hour TV series... She's like, they try and cram one TV series worth of story into two hours, so you miss loads of details. Jade as well. That's not a bad point. I wanted to rip her on that, and I'm like, yeah, totally. You, If you're <laughs> doing it well, if you're doing it Netflix, HBO standard, that is, that's yeah. what you want. You want to get into the characters. You want to let the story develop. You don't want to be having an editor going, we've got to keep this under an hour and 45, the studio have said. Yeah. That's their argument. Ten hours so of she, Ozark in a, a season. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I just... She just wants to skip to the end of a film so she knows what's happened because she feels like she won't miss that much detail because they don't put enough in anyway. No, no, that... No, then she's... That's annoying. That's annoying. Jade! Oh, here she comes. Fucking Jade out. Jade! People love it when Jade gets involved. Jade! Jay, darling. You can hear the Baby, stop picking yellows and blues. I just want you to talk to Dan for one sec. So I'm trying to... Oh, were you asleep? Oh, I'm sorry. <gasps> I don't want to talk to her. She's... I don't want to... She's just woke up. Oh, no, no, no. We don't... Sorry, darling. Sorry, mate. Um, you um, explain to Dan why she... you don't like watching films. Yeah. She's just woken up. Oh, Jade, I didn't... Oh, mate, I didn't know you were asleep. I'm sorry. It's fine. Oh. Adam knew. I didn't, I uh. did forget. <laughs> no, he genuinely, he wasn't doing that to be a dick. He, I could tell he forgot then. So, so this is what, the, the gist of what I've got there is that you're like, they try and cram too much information into like two hours, whereas like a 10 episode yeah. season or a book. But I also don't, like, I don't want to sit for, like, four hours watching one thing right. like nothing happens in a film nothing happens well s some f films have quite a lot happening don't they like particularly um, the genre of action but I can't say that you're a big wow. big action like a big, person a big explosion like that, that's not that's not a story like nothing happens yeah right. like they've got um, which film has done this to you because it sounds like you've had a particular experience that's really fucked you off because you know like no, there are some like non-explosion-y films like Wes Anderson like Grand Budapest Hotel it's an absolute masterpiece any interest you watched that didn't we yeah you actually enjoyed that I would never ever in a million years watch it again I never would have chosen to right good like <laughs> but what's this thing it, about you wanting to know what the end is so that yeah I don't I just I want to like you know if you've got a book and you read the last page I just want to be able to do that with a film. Like, I want to know what's happened now. Yeah, and it's you, too boring to get to the end. You, have you got ADD? Have you... What, what do you think? <laughs> what, you never do that, though, do you? You never read at the end of a book first, do you? No. Oh, right. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't... I'm, I, respect, I respect what you said about the how in-depth it can be, but I'm a bit yeah, gobsmacked that you've just gone, films are fucking boring. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's some of the most suspenseful thrillers and you're like, absolute dog shit. Fucking Shawshank Redemption. Snore off, mate. I couldn't give a fuck if he gets out. That is, yeah, pretty accurate. You'd rather read the book? Yeah. 
Okay. Tell you what film I do like though, Hot Fuzz, classic. Okay, good. I'm glad that of all the films, of all the yeah. films, Godfather, <laughs> the Godfather trilogy, <laughs> fucking all of the Oscar-winning films, Hotel Rwanda. I mean, it was an absolute oh. seminal classic. No, Hot Fuzz was. Um, no, it's fine. You can. You, play, yeah? you do you. You do you. I'm just a bit, you know. <laughs> fine. Put Adam back on and go back to sleep. I'm so sorry. We woke you up. Hi. Look after yourself. I didn't realise you were still asleep. I thought you were up and about. You see what I'm fucking living with? Somebody not going to get his dick touched tonight. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> um, I love you. So what? So when you go on to cinemas and do date night, what the fuck's going on there? I mean, is she just like, I'll go because you want to? She's doing the utilitarianism thing of going, all right, no, fine, you want to. she does enjoy a cinema trip. Yeah, but not asked about so, really what you're watching. She, yeah, so I'll have to convince her that the film is worth her time. But she's still, like, she will go to cinema a lot more open to that than me putting a film on in the house. Especially so, films we've seen over the past few years. We went to see Get Out together. Have you oh, seen Get Out? Yes, mate. Superb. Hated it. Do you not enjoy um, it? I thought the first half was brilliant and then it just became fucking stupid in the second act. Yeah, it was a bit. Yeah, it was a bit mental. It, it started like a really creepy, interesting psycho thriller and then became fucking Space Jam in the <laughs> it definitely I did not watch Get Out going this is Space Jam this this is definitely Space Jam fucking <laughs> yeah. it's not the one with Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny yeah <laughs> or Space Jam 2 good. with LeBron fucking hell if you could have linked all the any black film <laughs> to Get Out which is basically a black horror film you know, basically, it's fucking Space Jam. <laughs> you know, the thing is about Schindler's List. I mean, the first half is good, but the second half is essentially cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, yeah, fascinating. That, that I, 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 you know, it's probably why you love her. She's, she's an original. You don't want a fucking dullard, but... I'd find or, that I'd find that shit tiresome after a while. They're like, nah, I don't like films. You're like, all films though, it, all films. It, it's a bugbear. Right. It, it is a like a, a notch in the negatives column of the weighing up of a. I tell you, yeah, the, the cinema now. He loved three billboards. Three billboards of Malora. Um, going to the cinema, you know, they do the boutique fucking showy off. Like it's the whole thing's about thirty four quid, but if you're spending the dollar. And you're trying to show off and get some poof poof. It is fucking amazing. It with the lazy boys and the beer, and then you can have an amazing pizza. And it's fucking. There's no scallies because you've priced them out. All the fucking chatty rats are out because you're in a twatty fucking try hard hipster cinema. I'm into that. I wouldn't want to do it every week, but that is the future. There's one in Liverpool called Fact. Fact. Little independent cinema. Fact. Yeah. Nice, um, but I, I just like going. I, I I find like people are generally quite respectful in the cinema. I don't really get many chatty people. I've not really experienced that. There's one right by ours. I've about a, a three, four, five minute drive from here is the Showcase Cinema on the East Langs Road. Yeah, so that's where we tend to go because it's also like the Odeon in town is about seven or eight 
pound more right than the local one but the local one here does it's not a, a massive cinema so although it's a showcase like there's Jojo Rabbit for example which I seen earlier this year which is phenomenal that wasn't available in the showcase cinema yeah okay so fact and places like that I think town centre cinemas have a different sometimes have a different vibe because if Nobeds can get the bus to watch a film there's I just feel like I've had some absolute issues mate when we lived in Leeds just had a full on fucking argument with this Asian guy I don't know if we've talked about this on the pod but he really did not appreciate being told to shut up it re- I've got zero it, tolerance though it really got very it was like an Asian version of Kane Brown going did you tell me to shut up have you never fucking seen me before bro it really got like I was like mate could you shut up fucking you're telling me to shut up bro fucking telling me to shut up I'm like, yes mate because you're fucking talking in the cinema should be shot if someone was talking <laughs> in the cinema it would be ruining my experience so much that I would just tank the film for everyone else I would literally stand up and, and ruin it I'd be like lad shut your fucking mouth or get out now fuck off get out do you know why I can't do that? Because the rest of the film, I'd just be like a ball of anxiety, expecting A, another argument, a fucking like punch to the back of the head, or I just don't know. I'd get my anxiety like, oh my God, confrontation, it's going. I wouldn't be able to concentrate, but there's a bit in me who wants to just not let it ride. I don't want to be that pathetic fucking white British person going, um, uh, it was really ruined by some uh, ruffians at the back. Like, stand up for yourself, but at the same time, it's fucking eggy, isn't it? Yeah. I, you've, got to, you've got to get it out. It's coming, right? And I'm worried it's old age. But you know, when you speak to an old boy, you're like a, or like an old relative at Christmas, and they're like, I think everyone should be shot in the face for fucking... If you steal, you should be murdered. And you're like, whoa, whoa, when did you get so fucking right-wing? Jesus, I feel a little bit of that coming up. I mean, I feel, if you're chatting in a cinema, I think you should maybe lose a hand. <laughs> Just, I feel... I feel... I think if you've got a dump valve and you drive it round an estate, and there's families and they've got kids sleeping I think you should be fucked in the ear with a large dick just <laughs> as a punishment I don't know how they'd do it I don't know if they'd have to go down to like you know the town hall <laughs> I'm, here for a, I'm here for a dear fuck, ear fucking yeah it's in the basement it's all soundproof oh I, I, I can feel is it the left or the right when I get to the bottom of the stairs <laughs> what do you not think though that, that law would work better <laughs> If there was like, you know, people who just randomly throw litter, if you got caught, instead of like an £80 fine, someone got to just punch you in the face as hard as they could. You had to literally go down to the town hall and you'd be like, "Uh, what have you done? Is it for, uh, is it for for like a a fucking ridiculously loud car? That's ear fucking, that's that's right at the end of the corridor. No, it's uh, I dropped litter and and it was on CCTV. All right, you need to get twatted in the face. I think less people would do it. I think it'd be better if you just had to lick like an old man's balls. Oh yes, mate. Yeah, because well, then the the homophobia kicks uh, in there. Now, I'm not uh, saying homophobia is right, but I'm just saying let's point out and acknowledge that it exists. We can't solve a problem until we acknowledge that there is one. A lot of homophobia, and I would say the homophobia is is more prevalent in people who litter than those who don't. That's just a guess for me. 
You okay. think litterers are so ignorant, they're ignorant of the environment, they're also ignorant of, like, gay rights. I, and I, honestly, it makes absolutely no sense, and then all the sense in the world. <laughs> I think it's... And I, and I want to know when you're standing for, for election. I will vote for you, sir. So I reckon if you throw just one item away, you have to just go and lick one testicle. Yeah. If you If it's, like, a bigger item or, like, more than one, you have to lick both. And then at the top level, fly you have to go. You have to go fly tipping. You have to go from the base of the penis and lick all the way up to the tip. How old? How old's the dude? Over He's the mayor. So however, however oh, the mayor you is. have to lick the mayor's balls. <laughs> Can you imagine the level of fucking pervert that would be standing for local election? Like, and the mayoral candidates are <laughs> Gareth. <laughs> I think I did a good mayor. <laughs> and you know who'd win? Do you know who'd win? The electorate would come out for whoever looked like he had the cleanest arsehole. Because you'd be like, listen, guys, you never know. You might just forget and fucking drop a, a Coke can. And then next minute, you're in the town hall with the mega. Ah, you've been naughty. You should have found recycling. Okay, get your tongue out. This is the judicial system. Oh, yeah. Oh, I um, like it. Yeah, I think we've just solved crime. I think we've just solved all crime. It's not what's capital punishment when you get killed. Corporal punishment is when you just get slapped about a bit. This feels like poetically justified corp corporal put like it's a form of corporal punishment, but just more twisted. Yeah. Just a big sweaty old mayor dick. <laughs> yeah. Like if you feel a girl's ass if you feel a girl's ass in a nightclub and it's proved because you're just a, some fucking dickhead who's like yeah yeah it's got a fucking great ass yeah and you basically grope some fucking 22 year old in a nightclub you should have to have your dick and balls grabbed by a really aggressively fat sweaty guy like <laughs> you like grabbing yeah and I'm I sure like grabbing. there's people listening to this going oh well this wouldn't necessarily be a punishment for gay people who like licking dicks and I get what you're saying but this would be a dick that no one wants to go near once you're elected mayor you're never allowed to wash your genitals again so you just end up with sweaty knob cheese ridden genitals um, can I just say that <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of gay people heard that <laughs> and we're like wow this isn't a punishment for me because I'm actually homosexual <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's basically like going so it, it's like the mayor's a woman and she's you've got to like just because I'm straight I'm not like brilliant I'll lick the gooch of a 75 year old sweaty old mayor like just because I'm straight I'm not like that's not gross you know because she's a woman and I'm a man bad. it wouldn't be as bad for gay people though would it I'm telling you Adam right now if it's an old mayor like it say it's like say to be fair say there's been so much litter dropping in the town that they're like, mate, the mayor's got a sore arsehole. Literally, he's been licked. He's been licked to the point where he's red raw. We're having to put fucking, we're having to put baby cream on him because he's there's so much litter picking going on. These we've had to bring back the old mayors to like step in part time. You know, on the weekend to just do cover. So <laughs> the the old mayor, the old mayor, the mayor that was like mayor from 1983 to 1987 is now clocking 90 years old if I dropped my fucking Mackie's wrapper out the Mackie's like whatever the bag of Mackie's out of the car window 
and they told me uh, to lick the gooch of a 90-year-old. For me, it doesn't make it better that it's a woman. That... I honestly think you hit an age where sex goes out of the window. I'm not joking. It, if a 90-year-old private parts as a punishment, you could literally go... I could, you could be like, do you want a man or a woman? I'd be like, I want the one that's least close to death. <laughs> I'm not joking. I actually think I might take the gooch of the man because of the mysteries of the of the feminine form i don't know what that's going to look like at 90 years old like here you are mrs Ma- <laughs> madam mayor there's <laughs> oh, been more litter oh it's the best part of this job these days oh i think i might take the guys <laughs> what what oh. at what age does sexuality go out the window it's almost like sexless <laughs> i think once you it's hit 80 not. once it's you hit not. 80 you're neither man or a woman you're just dead old you're almost like so old. You're like a GI Joe, like a pensioner GI Joe. It's just there's nothing there. Can you stop dehumanising pensioners on our podcast? Please? We're talking We've about licking their goods. Li- <laughs> 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 We're talking about rimming pensioners. You're like, don't be so offensive. We have nationalised the genitals of everyone over the age of 80. They yes, are now belong to the electorate. <laughs> I also don't think there's a lot of pensioners would be ecstatic. In in light of COVID-19, you're like, listen, I know there's a high infection rate and you're definitely in a high risk category, but this cunt's been fly-tipping fucking everywhere. But, <laughs> all right, I'll do my duty. Uh, what did... I know we'll move on in a minute. What did you do with your day off? <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't follow it. I can't. Adam, unless I have literally fingered a cat, <laughs> unless I've fingered a cat, no one gives a shit. Everyone is in shock because they have just... Vis- we were like, and we've really talked about film and cinema and how you enjoy things with your partner. And I was like, oh God, we're about 20 odd minutes into this first section and it's all been interesting chat. And I'm glad we've had it, but it's been a bit low on laughs. Within eight minutes, we are rimming 90-year-olds as a punishment for littering. And then you, in your head, have decided that, no, I want to ask how his uh, day off. No one cares. No one cares. No, no one's like, I tell you what we really need to hear is that Dan fucking power washed his drive. Because that's not going to clean people's minds. It cleaned my drive, but it's not going to clean... I can't power, power wash people's memories. <laughs> How was your day off? I didn't lick a pensioner's dick. <laughs> so, pretty good. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> oh, and you know what? I know this is going on the fucking internet. This is the clip. This is the clip. <laughs> you know, whenever I've made you laugh like this, I'm like, this, this shit's going to be an advert on social media. Right, oh. talking about adverts. Now then, lids, I want to tell you about Trans Alloy Wheels Limited. Alloy wheel refurbishments, car body work and customisation services in Leeds and throughout West Yorkshire. Basically, these guys can sort your wheels out. And if you listen to this thinking, well, I'm not like a boy racer, I'm not that bothered about my car. Mate, I drive a Volvo and after the fucking Rona, I'm going to these guys at Trans Alloy Wheels Limited when I'm gigging in Yorkshire and I'm going to get them to sort out the alloys that are all scuffed up and fucked 
on my Volvo V40. So even if you've got a sensible dadmobile or you've inherited your nana's banger, soup up the wheels, get them sorted. If you park like a bell end, get them tidied up, make them look smarter. Go the full hog, get them jazzed up, get them glitzy, get them gold. Just live your life through your alloy wheels. They can add value to your car and make it look fucking smart. They use the same techniques as the biggest car manufacturers and they offer powder coating, diamond cutting, painting, new tyres, acid stripping and shot blasting, tyre fitting and removal. They do car body repairs and they have a pickup and delivery service. They also do insurance work. These guys have got amazing reviews online. Come and get your wheels souped up, changed and refurbished. And this is the best bit. All Have A Word listeners will receive 25% off everything. I'm going, I'm getting my saving. These guys are amazing. Trans Alloy Wheels Limited. Get them on Facebook, Insta, online, the lot. Nice one, lids. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling triggered. It must be Have a Word with Adam and Dave. I, I, I went then. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like what you did today. You basically were like, ah, don't worry about it, Dan. You don't have to fucking sift through... There's shit ton of emails. Please do send them. Have a word pod at gmail.com. Adam just put out the fucking back call and went, Oh, we're doing a podcast today. What do you want us to talk about? And people are like, All right, nice one. <laughs> so we've had some. That way you've got this middle section from. Is just the replies to that tweet. I think I saw the people. It was weird. It almost like self regulated. There was just the right, right amount for like a middle section. I was like, Good on you, everyone. Uh, Jilly B asks shout out to Jilly B who has been um, really great from the start of the podcast. not Jilly Bean no this is the other Jilly this is the native the indigenous Jilly B where have you never gigged before that you would never do even if offered 10 grand for the gig just for one night what what kind of gig where would you just refuse to play all costs you I, as soon as I read this I was like the problem with this question is you have t- t- like we are gig starved horrifically gig starved and what she's going is imagine a gig that you just absolutely would not want to do a comedy gig that you just under no circumstance would do and then she's offered 10 grand mate we haven't gigged for two months I'd do any fucking gig like yeah um, so hang on, let me let me try and let me let me David Dickinson yet. Yeah. Ah, so you're saying you'll gig anywhere? Ten grand's on the table. Yeah. So it's my job here to try and put you off. So I want to tell you, you've got to do a gig for the Saudi Arabian royal family. It's just them. It's in their <laughs> palace. Yeah. You're getting paid ten grand. Yeah. But yeah, if they don't like a joke, it's off with your head. Oh no so no what, no no the, the no. No, I mean they. The Saudi Arabian government won't kill people, would they? They're a royal family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just lost all our Saudi listeners. Oh, that's right. They're not allowed to listen. Um, yeah, we do have listeners in Saudi Arabia. I wanted to fuck off. I want to run this by you know. Wait there a sec, because I checked earlier where our listeners are from and we've got a fucking diverse podcast here pal <laughs> let me just get to this for you <laughs> take us around oh. the world have a world uh Saudi Arabia I don't I'm not a big fan of the old Middle East really so 
here's a, a full list in order from largest to smallest, not in landmass, as in our listenership. Numbers. So obviously the UK is at the top. Yeah. This is a full list of countries. It's fucking bananas how many countries this shit gets downloaded in. You ready? United Kingdom, Australia, Ireland, United States, no, Canada. That, that makes sense. That those are the first five make a lot of sense. India is number six. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> India is in the Europa League spots here. <laughs> Do you know that is starting to make sense? I have been not accepting a lot of Facebook requests from India because I thought I was just being scammed, and now I realise it's just people going, oh, "I love the podcast." I'll, I'll find these guys like that's that's my racism. That. Romania, Denmark. What? How is Romania sick? They're having a fucking right season, aren't they? <laughs> Go on. Romania, Denmark, no. Norway, Japan, the United Arab Emirates, the Isle of Man, Bermuda. <laughs> it sounds like the worst World Cup group in history today. <laughs> well, you got a chance to qualify out of this one. Jersey, France, New Zealand, Sweden, Austria, Belgium, Germany, Israel, Spain, South Korea, Singapore, South Africa, Lebanon, the Czech Republic, Hong Kong, the Netherlands, Qatar, Switzerland, Taiwan, Malta, Portugal, Saudi Arabia, Indonesia, Peru, Bulgaria, Oman, the Cayman Islands, Malaysia, Iceland, Thailand, Argentina, Guernsey, Turkey, Azerbaijan, <laughs> Brazil, Colombia, Estonia, Hungary, Slovakia, Tunisia, and the rest are unknown. Oh my fucking lord. <laughs> what? Who is listening to this in Brazil? Like, they've got- <laughs> They've got access to beautiful women, the fucking, the music, the football, the cocaine, and then they're listening to us talk about rimming old people in, in like, the town hall as a punishment. <laughs> Someone in Rio de Janeiro going, I really want to, to not listen, but I, I have to listen. That's my Brazilian. Go, keep going. Is uh, I, it's, Why is he sound French? No, he's uh, my Brazilian. He's uh, trying to do sort of Portuguese. Jose well, R- what you're doing is uh, from France, but currently lives in pieces. <laughs> it's very difficult to. Oh no, it's a bit French, isn't it? Brazilians. I'm trying to think of the USC fighters. Cantona. <laughs> is this the girl? Uh, mental. I don't understand it. I'm, I'm sort of freaked out by it, but what I'm definitely going to stop doing is stop just rejecting everyone internationally because I think they're trying to scam me. Oh, what these cunts want? Just to be a fan. That's what's happening there. Some poor dude in India is like, fucking hell, I love these lads. Why are you wobbling your head? Yeah, I can't... <laughs> You wobbled your head there, didn't you? You wobbled your head. Do you know why? Because I, well. I, 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 I did a Scouse accent. Because I did a Scouse accent. I was like... <laughs> I was like, don't do the accent. <laughs> All right, lads, I'm um, in India. <laughs> in my head, I went, don't do the voice because everyone's going, don't do it, Dan. Come on, you're better than that. All right, lads, I'm from fucking Mumbai, lad. What? What's wrong with doing the Indian accent? I've done it on past episodes. Remember the takeaway, man? Uh, no, I don't have the very oh, vegan food in the, in oh. the place. The vegan food not available at the minute. Far too complicated to cook this now. Right. Gig. Honestly, <laughs> I've joked about it before. EDL me in. 
like the fucking just the biggest bunch of racist anti-muslim just nasty pieces of horrible work and you're looking at me going oh god I don't annoyingly you do look like me but we're not the same and they're like oh, we fucking love it right when you do those fucking because you don't give a fuck like you're like me you will do the Indian voices because fuck it you know what I mean we're 500 quid 500 quid to next week go to a socially distance but they've still got 200 people there and it's it's in Wigan so it's only a half hour drive would you do it cash no, nothing listed EDL. on the internet EDL English Defence League oh if you're listening abroad the English Defence League uh, are meant, they're basically like the, just the they're, bit, Party. they're just like far right sort of aggressive dudes yeah. Um, but it's next week it's next week <laughs> look at him well no I won't cancel gigs for it but us there's nothing in <laughs> yeah no like I, I look I'd love to say no to just to just say no and be like I obviously wouldn't do that because my, my beliefs and political leanings are so far removed from that of that group however right now I would do that gig Five hundred quid, and I get to do a gig half an hour from my house. <laughs> Cash. How, how depressed? How depressed? That gig. How depressing would it be if it went better than any gig you'd ever done? You were like, "Wow, I really, you know I really connect I with I, these guys." I reckon I could smash that gig. Yeah. What would you do in Saudi Arabia though? When you said like Saudi Arabia to the royal family I just don't see how you, what point of reference have you got like you know what I mean if you try to even do old stuff like you know you know because I'm afraid with when it comes to Victoria's Secret models like oh, what is uh, what is Victoria's Secret what is her secret that she has western whore yeah but you're forgetting I've recently invested in oil I know exactly uh, how <laughs> I've only I've done loads of gigs in the Middle East and one mainly for like the Navy stop it the one time we got taken over by the stand they took us out to play to expats and like in Bahrain they've got like rugby clubs where they don't drink anywhere else they drink at the rugby clubs we had a, two gigs at rugby clubs and then one at a hotel but it was for the owner of the company and, and hit basically his mates they'd all been educated in either America or so they were very westernised but they were Bahraini so they wanted to get it it was a very like oh this is a western thing they do stand up and there was a um, there was a Bahraini compare I don't know they flew him in from Dubai he was pretty fucking shit and but knew what he was doing but just wasn't funny and my set went really well, apart from when I did a joke. Do you remember my old joke about being 30? And it's weird because you can date girls 10 years younger than you, and that's sort of all right, but you can also date women 10 years older than you. You're in this weird spot where you could feasibly date a 20-year-old or a fucking 40-year-old, and the diff and it's just a contrast joke. Like, one's young, yeah. one's old, and that's where the banter lies. And I was like, it's a weird age. And there was women, probably my age, a little bit older, Bahraini women, who probably were quite middle-class sort of Arabic Bahraini women. And I went, mate, I'm, I think I was 29, so I was doing 19 to 30. I went, I could date, I could date a 39-year-old woman, right? 
No, no reaction. I could date a nineteen-year-old girl. <laughs> For about ten, fifteen of the women started going like that. What? They just the, there was there was no. It was like it was tutting, but it was like it was like. And apparently, in Bahrain, if you do, it's not like it's not like a horrific scolding, but it's like it's like a, a sign of disapproval from women. But it's not just one tut. It's it literally sounds like a woodpecker's just started getting at the fucking. But twenty of them started doing it at the same time, and you know in comedy when you're so used to like someone goes, "Where's Rocker? It's Gemma's birthday," and you just you're almost tuned into that like, no, just go, hey, "Fucking what are you saying? I can't get served," and you can still do your set. I tell you what will stop you dead in your fucking tracks. Twenty Bahraini women going. It sounded awful. Yeah, you, like you doing it? You know in you know in porn. <laughs> you know in porn when some overconfident guy's like, "I'm going to make this guy, this girl squirt." It's it was fucking weird. I I just stopped. I was like, I don't know what has happened, but we've all turned into fucking. It's like you're trying to get a fucking like a cat over that. Oh, so so at weird. The time- you didn't know what that was, so you were on stage and just had to carry on, and then afterwards you found out what it was? No. I had to stop the gig because I was so freaked out. <laughs> I, I, you know, it was so weird. And also, you're in Bahrain doing comedy, so it's already an away game. But I was like, I can't, for my own sanity, be like, oh, yeah, I just made four, th- 30 women start totting repeatedly. <laughs> Oh, it's fu- and they were, and it was like, is that because of the nineteen-year-old? They were like, mm-hmm. fucking weird. Imagine that, but with the Saudi Arabian royal family and death at the end of it. I don't. <laughs> that would be. I, it's an unplayable gig. That's not even worth the ten grand. You'd hear tut tut tut, got, tut 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 sword. When I did Dubai, I got told, "Whatever you do, don't joke about the royal family here, mate. They're on the wall, aren't they? Else. They're on yeah, the wall. The wall every the yeah, every like you walk in, you're like, oh, there they are. There's the king and the prince, and okay, it's fucking horrible. Yeah, we got told, do not joke about them. Whatever you do, and the temptation in me to be like, yeah, the last night, <laughs> who's this fucking prick and his tea towel on the fucking wall? <laughs> I can't imagine the amount of tutting like <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't hear tutting you just hear a machine going <laughs> oh fucking oh. hell uh, base Jedi I uh, want you to discuss how we are going to keep Jade in earshot when things return to normal makes me howl when she overhears Adam text this <laughs> well mate that's already happened on this episode Matt says uh, what do you want to talk about? Anything but politics. All right, Matt. All right. We get it. We get it. You fucking Tory. I think it's really offensive. Oh, fucking hell. I can't believe you're in a pandemic shutdown. Every, your life is so influenced by politics. And you're like, oh, fucking anything but politics, guys. All right, mate. All right. Listen, I've licked a nana's arsehole in this episode. Forgive me if we mention fucking politics uh, Dave Checkley is there a gig show or performance of any type that you gutted that you weren't there for for me it's the fact that I missed uh, the bottom live shows is there any performance that you if you could go back you'd be like love to watch it probably Bernie Mac in it 
Yeah. That 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 show. I'm big boned. Oh. I'm heavy structured. Or oh, Bill Bear in Philly. Oh yeah. That oh the the oh two well the Bernie Mac people might know unless you've missed the episode where he explained it, but he's in the intro for the podcast. I'm heavy structured, I'm big bone. there was a Def Jam night in New York that was really fucking eggy and they were handing people their asses and he went on and absolutely ripped. It's one of the best five minute sets anyone's ever seen. <laughs> but the the Bill Burr story's legendary, isn't it? Do you want to tell it? Yeah. You know Yeah, well I'll tell it briefly. Yeah, yeah. Um so there's a radio show in America called the Opie and Anthony show, which used to have a lot of comedians on and they did a live tour of like stand up. So Opie and Anthony, the two radio hosts would go on and then introduce the comics. And it, apparently it was this night where almost every comedian's absolutely dying on their ass, getting booed off. Philadelphia audiences are famous for sort of booing comedians and being a cunty audience. The famous Philadelphia is famous for booing Santa and, in the NFL and they hate it being brought up but they threw snowballs at Santa at a Christmas fucking NFL game they're like you guys are so fucking mean you booed Father Christmas <laughs> but like loads of the comedians on the bill were doing like half of the time they were expected to do instead of doing 20 minutes they were doing 10 instead of doing half an hour 15 whatever and Bill Bear was booked I believe to do 12 minutes and he goes on stage and he's getting booed within like three minutes. And he's like, you know what? No, fuck the lot is. I'm not going fucking anywhere. I've been booked for 12 minutes. I'm fucking doing 12 minutes. And he can, can see a clock. Off. He can see a clock. <laughs> like to yeah. his, in his, in his eyes, in his eye line is a clock. It's the funniest yeah. thing. As he counts and it he's down. Like, He's ripping the city of Philadelphia. Oh, you've got every, every time you score a touchdown, you play the Rocky theme tune. Your whole city rallies around a guy that doesn't fucking exist. Six minutes left, and he's just going on and on. And they and start on. getting into it while hating it. They start getting into it. To stand the ovation at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he goes from literally getting booed off after three minutes to stand the ovation at the end, and it's it was the first big break of Bill Bear. Like he'd have got where he is anyway because of who he is and how good he is, but. That that really give him that was his Jim Jeffries getting punched on stage in Manchester moment. So I think to be there for that. Do you know an Australian comedian called Nick Cody? No. So Nick Cody, a mate of mine, he's a good mate of Daniel Sloss. So I've met him through Sloss at like the Edinburgh Festival and yeah. stuff. He's come over a few times, Nick. He hasn't done the last couple of Edinburgh festivals because he had a kid, but he's dead, Pussy. dead good. He's got his uh, a, a radio spot now in Australia, so that's a, a big career thing in Australia if you get to host a radio show dead good stand-up comic he's got some stuff online go and check it out listen to this he was at that night right he was at the night that Bill Bear got booed in Philly and did that he was at the recording of Patrice O'Neill's Elephant in the Room wow. and he was at the recording of Hilarious by Louis C.K. he was at three of the most iconic stand-up things ever because um, he he lived in America for a couple of years and he just travelled around the America going to watch big stand-up events and then he opened Nick Cody opened for Bill Bear for a week in Sydney and on the last night of opening for him he brought his ticket from the Opie and Anthony show in Philadelphia and like asked Bill Bear to sign it and like Bear's head was just blown off just like what the fuck how, how have you Some gone from being in that audience to open for me in Sydney oh that's fucking great there is loads it's 
I, I tell you what I really love American podcasts but they're YouTube highlights and one of the I think Bill Burr is a phenomenal podcast guest it, like I know Adam really likes his solo podcast but he is the biggest of hitters when Jim Norton gets him on his new podcast and when he's on Rogan it's always some of the best podcasting yeah when he's on Segura's it's so Bill Burr is such a, and having him he, he won't do it again now I think he's explained it but there are full explanations of what happened and he can talk you through it so you can not only go and find the Philadelphia incident and watch it which is so fucking funny but then you can go and listen to Bill Burr fully explain everything that had happened because it's become Mm -hmm. it's become like legendary in US comedy and I think a lot of podcast fans from over here will have heard the story like it's fucking great and there's something amazing with comedy, it's, it's important to never totally lose your, not affection. If you n- do not care what an audience think, you've already started the clock on you not being a great stand-up. Because if you don't give a shit, if you don't give any shits, you can't get better. Because you'd be like, ah, no, this is great. And you're like, no, you need to be responding to what the audience respond to. It's a weird balancing act, that, isn't it? You've got to have your conviction of what's right. You've got to know when an audience is wrong. But generally, you've got to care. At the same time, and you've seen it, when you you were new, when I was new, it's weird when you care too much. You're like, God, you need to chill. The like, You've watched comics and you're like, you just need to calm down. You've got to be more relaxed. There is something amazing about the confidence of a comic who is so far into comedy that they know they're boned on stage and just go, I, you can't hurt my feelings, but I can entertain me and the other comedians in the room by fucking antagonising you and taking the piss. It's only irresponsible if you're fucking up the night for the guys that are on after you. But if, it, if the... Like, I've been at a, go, a show where it's been unplayable and people have got to the you've got to the gig and you've been doing nothing like oh my god it's awful and the promoter's like oh just do 15 if you can and you're almost like it's basically them going free hit free hit <laughs> you go on and you can start taking the piss and if it's going badly you're like yeah this is how it's meant to go and if there's any weirdness you can start being weird with it it's almost like you can't be irresponsible on one of those nights and it's fucking great to watch it's great to do I love those nights. Watch a great comic take the ropes on something like that. Yeah. Um, one fucking more lad. Okay. Brett Blunden. What have you been cooking? Seems that everyone has started to become a chef these days. We know Adam loves a roast. What about you, Dan? Have you both been barbecuing? Says Brett Blunden. I love it when someone goes... I'm not going to try and be funny. I'm not going to try and be rude or anything. I just genuinely would like to know. <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like he's just WhatsApp his his fucking mam. You're like, hey, what you been you been cooking anything? What been... what? I am um, because you do really you go to town on it, don't you? You're fucking. <laughs> so big. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, every time I've cooked, I've pretty much put it on there. I've made a few roasts. Um. I made a great sandwich last week that loads of people really liked. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I don't know. I don't. I just thought you were going to build to roast, and you were like, "I made. I really did some good toast in the morning. I just fucking got the marmalade sauce." <laughs> now like. hang on. This wasn't just like a fucking slice no, of ham on a bit. I know. Of I know. I know. I know. I so know. what I got? I got 
a seeded baguette from uh, the Arzdar. It's actually it's actually pronounced baguette. So I got a seeded baguette. Seeded the baguette. Um, from Asda, I got a whole roast chicken. Um, put the chicken in the oven, let it roast for a bit. Yeah, and then. <laughs> What? I don't know why I'm finding it funny. I'm trying to take it serious. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't. I feel like you're going into too much detail. I took it out of the wrapper. <laughs> I was breathing in and out. Hey, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I put. I turned the oven on. <laughs> <laughs> I wore. I, I held it in my hands. I, I, I held it in. Ha- I used my hands to hold it and move it. Gone. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We've made you bad. You can fucking lie in it now. Okay. So uh, uh, I got in my car, drove to Asda. Um, I, put, I put the went key up the in the- <laughs> Picked up the chicken, put it in the trolley. Took the trolley. Oh, fuck off. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing the fucking sandwich story equivalent of Bill Burr in Philadelphia. Oh, fuck you. I'm going to tell a 12-minute sandwich story. Eight minutes. Okay. I roasted a chicken in the oven. How hot are chickens? <laughs> uh, I roasted a chicken and I did some stuffing, some sage and onion stuffing as well. Nice. Um, then I grilled some bacon and I made some Bisto Best chicken gravy just with the granules. So is this a sandwich or the roast? What's happening? It's fucking advanced sandwich this. So it took me chicken out the oven, sliced it, really like not too thin, not too thick. Just Put right. the chicken on the baguette. Baguette. Topped it with a bit of stuffing. Then got the crispy bacon off the grill on top of the stuffing. <laughs> yeah. Then got chicken skin off the chicken. Oh, Put you, that on top of the bacon. You dirty bitch. And then got the gravy and put that all over the sandwich and had a gravy, chicken skin, chicken fillet, bacon, sage and onion stuffing sandwich. And it was orgasmic. Mate, it's two meals. You've comboed two meals. I'm, I'm, half, I'm yeah. half surprised you've not gone. And then I got some cornflakes and I put up a layer of cornflakes on. And then whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Tell on. me one thing that's on that sandwich that doesn't belong on it. No, it just, it's, it's so advanced, but it sounds like a roast. It re- it sounds like you've gone. I want all the fun of a roast, but also sandwich as well, so, like a baguette. <laughs> well, there was no roast potatoes, no, no Yorkshire puddings, no, no pigs no. in blankets. There's not a baguette. No, no baguette no is big no enough. Ca- no cauliflower. No cabbage. So here's my How's problem with that much prep. Here's I that- put it to you. You're talking shit. No, I am. But uh, and I have been doing for fucking five months. But how, yeah, how how long did that take? This is my problem. Sounds amazing. I'm sure you enjoyed it. Hours. It's too long for a sandwich. That it's it's just too long for a sarni. What if you know you're going to be hungry in two hours? You just start making it now. Oh, that's that's fucking shut down rules, isn't it? When I say it took two hours, you're not actively doing stuff for two hours. It's just you have to <laughs> in front of the fucking in the oven. oven. <laughs> the the chicken takes about an hour and a half to cook. Yeah, and then you got to let it rest for about twenty minutes before you slice it. That's the two hours. You're not actually doing stuff for two hours. You just start it. 
two hours before you eat it. If you do celebrity fucking MasterChef, what's your? Is that going to be one of your go-to's? I'm I'm hoping I, you get to a well, level where you get there. I think. Yeah. I, I, that sandwich would be a really good thing to do, but I'm also really good at buffalo wings. <sighs> oh, now you're talking. I, I make think, my own buffalo sauce, mate. You floated the idea of watching the Super Bowl at your place and you talked about buffalo yeah. wings and I think next year I'm going to take you up on it. Yeah, I'll have a little Super Bowl party in my house. Oh, we might have a studio by then. We could have a Super Bowl party in the studio and stream Shut it. Shut the fuck up and keep talking. Yes, mate. <laughs> I want a place where I can shout after 8pm. Do you know why I've not done one live stream gig? This isn't just the reason I don't really want to do them. But when people go, oh, we've got a Zoom for a fucking thingy's birthday, I'm like, not doing it because I can't speak loudly after 8pm because it's bedtime. This studio's great. I can talk loudly, apart from if my daughter's in bed. The Super Bowl is so fucking eggy when you're trying to watch it and you've got... I watched it. My mate Ben came down from Newcastle he drove all the way down he got rat ass. we had a few beers Laura was heavily pregnant upstairs and I, he was like of course we'll be quiet of course we'll be quiet it's 2.30 in the morning the Patriots are coming back against the Falcons he's pissed on fucking dark fruit strongbow and he's getting louder and louder and louder and I, I if you say that's one of the best comebacks in NFL history I'd be like yep and my memory of it is the anxiety of watching a pissed guy from Newcastle nearly wake my angry fucking beast of a pregnant wife up I would love the, you know when people are like oh you're getting a studio really you're actually going to spend money on renting a studio mainly because now there's going to be a place in it <laughs> do you want to watch the Super Bowl where in a fucking studio surrounded by fucking microphones and orange and white flowers <laughs> I think that'd be boss though. We can invite select comics that are into the NFL. They can do it with us. They can bring sleeping bags and just sleep on the floor of the studio. We don't have to put them up in our fucking houses. Oh, not yes. yes, mate. Wow, I don't know how we got from there to sandwiches to there, but I'm so happy. And to pay oh, for this. Have a word podcast. <laughs> we go from everywhere from what do you like to watch at the cinema to rimming old people and Super Bowl studio parties. Coming up now, we have a word from our sponsor at whichever one it is. Today. Yeah, yeah. You keep doing that. It's one of them. And it's going to pay for the fucking studio long term. Thank you, child. Doing these adverts makes me want to go to Vauxhall Comedy Club so much. When the shutdown is over, when we're free, when venues are open again, if you like comedy and you're in London, or if you're visiting the Big Smoke, go and watch some live stand-up at the Vauxhall Comedy Club. It's just over the water, near the West End, really central. On a Friday and Saturday night, they have an amazing offer where they do as much booze as you can get, a bottomless booze comedy night. Amazing comedians from the TV, from the circuit. It's 90 minutes, free wine, cider, beer, and it's just 25 quid there's also a spirit and mixer bottomless ticket and there's also an entry ticket that's just 10 pounds Vauxhall Comedy Club is open Monday to Saturday and it's right next to the amazing Vauxhall Street Food Garden so obviously right now you can't go but as soon as you can get down there enjoy yourself Adam's played it I'm looking forward to playing it and in the meantime hit them up on socials at Vauxhall Comedy Club on Instagram at Vauxhall Comedy on Twitter and Vauxhall Comedy Club on Facebook the show is 18 and over so if you look young and fresh take your ID and if you look like me fucking granddad Dave you'll get right in see you there Vauxhall Comedy Club nice one two mics two leads and a lot of time on their hands this is Have A Word Adam 
It's time to have a word with Adam and Dan. Tell us all the problems you have with your friends. This was going to be the whole podcast. Now it's just the final 10%. Had a, a lot of people giving great feedback on that, saying they've been singing it all over the shop, driving down the M6, randomly popped into their head. Then we also d- have people telling us they're pissed off because it's stuck in their head and they can't stop singing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Can I just say um, a thank you to, and we'll obviously mainly do this on next Wednesday. This week, a few days ago, we released our first ever Patreon exclusive podcast it was a big move for us to start putting one weekly uh, behind a paywall so to speak where you can join a membership you can sign up for either three five or ten pound a month and you get an extra podcast episode a week every Wednesday I really enjoyed doing it the feedback that we've had looks like it might have been our best one um, so if you're not already signed up to the Patreon and you've been umming and ahhing about doing it just go to Twitter have a little look through the things we've retweeted because people really loved Wednesdays. We're being a little bit cheekier and a little bit more open about certain things. We're saying some things behind the paywall that we can't really say publicly. Um, and well, yeah, I'm just, just really thanks for being vocal have... about your support because it's very easy to be like, oh, I, I love that podcast and then never say anything about it. But yeah, if you just go, if 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 you've even if you've like, oh, on Facebook or on Instagram, I've only got a few hundred followers. Every time you post something about the podcast, even I'm not even talking about the Patreon episode. Even if you've just listened to today and gone, fuck me, that's just so daft. It's made me laugh. If you tweet out, if you put something on Facebook, if you get one person who knows you going, do you know what? So and so's got really good taste shoes. I like what they're into, and it gets us another list. It's so appreciated. So thanks for being yeah. vocal with your support. We really do appreciate that. Not, nothing has helped this podcast more than word of mouth. Like, word of mouth is why this is built to where it is so far and why it's going to continue to build um, in the future. Keep telling people about it. Keep letting people know that you're listening to it and you find it funny. Um, and we'll keep making the shit for you. We're very, very grateful. And we love y'all. We love y'all. We do love y'all. Um, Got to have a word for you. This one only came in today, but I really liked it. So uh, I'm doing it straight away because it's my podcast and I'll do whatever they want. So shut up. You're not me real, Dad. Um, <laughs> Literally, none of that information. You could have just been like, we've had a have a word. Everyone be like, yep, yep. <laughs> Adam's like, well, it's new, but never mind. Fuck you. <laughs> um, the person who's written this in wishes to be kept anonymous. Um, All right. She's, it's a girl who's written in I'll say that much she started with all right Sorry. which makes me think she might be from Manchester but I don't know Yanai <laughs> is that Yanai. how you read it Yanai yeah. so I'm going to read it in a mank accent so I'm sorry to the person who's written this in if you're not from there um, alright message me and tell me that I'm wrong if you want alright I'm frustrated and my first thought was to contact you I'm being a spoiled, ignorant, selfish little bitch and I'm having a strop because I can't get my own way. I'm seeing my best friend today for a social distancing picnic. Obviously, we're going to get wankered and the plan was for her to stay at mine as she lives quite far away. Please don't hate me. I know this is completely breaking the rules and completely out of order, but she does live alone and hasn't had contact with anyone in weeks. But I'm pissed off with my housemate. He's refusing to let her stay at our house. 
And the reason is that he doesn't want to be risking passing Corona on to his parents. And he's saying it in a righteous way. But he often goes to stay at his parents for the night, even during lockdown. Is he equally as bad as me? Why does he get to go and see his parents, but I don't get to see my best friend? If he was that bothered about them catching it, he wouldn't go and see them or he'd just stay with them all the time until it's over. Who made him the king of the manor? He said in his reasoning, God forbid anything happens to my parents. Look, I've got a dead parent and it's not even that bad. <laughs> She's definitely northern. She's definitely northern. I'm 26, of course I've got a dead parent. Fucking hell. I'm not sorry. Who's got two parents in 27? I know I'm a selfish wanker, but do you think he is too? Also, thank you for the pod. I'm very grateful for Medela Entertainment. Keep it up. Wow. She travelled around there, didn't she, in terms of heritage? She started in Manchester and ended up in 1940s West Yorkshire. I travel up and down that hill, I do. Working for Hovies. So, right. Oh, it's a juicy one, isn't Juicy one, isn't it? Housemate doesn't want him, want to see. What do you reckon? Well, I want to speak freely on this, Adam. I, I, thank you. First of all, thank you for having me on the podcast. And uh, and I just want to say before I give my answer, uh, it's a very com- complicated issue. Um, if you're going to talk he, like a politician, I'm going to interview you like Piers Morgan. So go on. Obviously, uh, uh, before. Before I, I understand that, Mr. Nightingale, okay, but you're okay. avoiding the please, question. Please, please, I feel like Again. I'm being... No, 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 I'm not interrupting you. I'm trying to facilitate this interview. I'm, tr- I'm trying I to answer. I'm trying to speak to the British public. I'm trying so to answer the question. The question is, who is the arsehole? If, if you'd let me answer the question, okay. First of all, before I answer the question, I want to say no, no, that no, no, I no, respect no. See, you're, you're the question. The question the is, uh, uh, please. There's sixty thousand people dead, Mister Nightingale. Uh, well, Can that's you un- tell me? That's, that's not actually the official figures. It's actually fifty-nine thousand two hundred eighty-seven. So yes, but that doesn't include the people in care homes, which you're deliberately leaving out because you made a massive balls. Hey, can I answer true? the question? I'd like answer to answer the question. question. Answer I'm trying question, to. I'm Mr. trying to answer the question. Answer the question. I'm trying Mr. to. I'm trying to answer the question. Answer the question, Mister Nightingale. Government believes quite strongly that it is a right of the British people and its elected officials not to answer questions. <laughs> I, I, le, le, he is not in the right. First of all, I just before I say this. You're not meant to be going to stay at your parents just because you think you should. So it's difficult for him to be like, well, you can't come here and do that, but you can't because I'm going to see my parents. So you're basically going, well, I'm already doing something wrong, so you can't also do something wrong because it makes my wrong more dangerous. That's well annoying, isn't it? He's not meant to be going to stay at his parents. I need to level, but yeah, I haven't listened to a word you've just said because I can't stop thinking about that sandwich I made. <laughs> When you were doing your fake Piers Morgan, would you? It's lucky you didn't start going sandwich. Answer the sandwich. Answer the sam. I've asked you a sandwich. Now make a sandwich. Sandwich. Eat a sandwich. I want to eat a sandwich. Who am I? I'm Piers Morgan. I'm Piers Sandwich. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> he shouldn't be going to stay at his mum's. 
she right, yeah, shouldn't yeah, really yeah. be having a mate stay over. So they're both in the wrong. But also, I know people are in basically health-related self-isolation and have been a week longer than everyone else. And I know you're scared about your health. However, a lot of people now are starting to cut corners on the lockdown. And I think partly because of Sunday's announcement and everything we talked about on Monday. I would say this, though. I think he's wrong for going to stay with his mums, but it... He, it is his house that he lives at. His mum's? He's staying at his mum and dad's, isn't he? He's, staying, he's going to stay at his parents. But you didn't say stay at his mum's. You said stay with his mum's. Staying with his mum's? Do you know what you mean? But he's I got two mums. I think... <laughs> fucking Johnny two mums over here. <laughs> fucking eight. Fucking multiple mums. Oh, my God. Um, I don't... I think he's allowed to stop it. I do... And I'm not saying he's in the right... But if I had a shared house and someone was like, yeah, my mate's coming and we're doing a picnic, which is allowed, but they need to stay here, I'd be like, nah, fuck off. I think I think he is allowed He is allowed to be like, you can't, you can, fair enough, break the rule if you lived on your own, I'm no judgment there, but you can't bring someone into a house. That's not on, is it? Am I just, am I but making... You already broke the rule? I think... Right, they're both as bad as each other, but that's very important. They're both as bad as each other. And because he's already been doing that and going and staying in a different house and bringing any infection from their back, he's in no position to tell this girl that she can't do it. No. I think she's got every right to say, you've got and stayed in your Mars plenty. Me mate's staying. I don't, you've risked my health. So you can't now tell me that I'm out of order for risking yours. Go and stay in your mars if you want before my mates get here. You can stay there as long as you want. I'm not asked. My mates stay and go fuck yourself. Oh, there's the there's the compromise. There's the compromise. Uh, he, 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 I tell you what, if she, I know she wants to be anonymous, but if she wants to literally draw a fair battle line on this one, you can be like, okay, this is your house too, and you don't want someone coming here and infecting you. And right, so that's fair enough, right? So why don't you go and stay tonight at your parents, which you already fucking have been doing? So therefore, I get to have my friend over who's living alone and I'm worried about her mental health. We get to have some fucking human time. So, okay, I'm, I'm breaking the rules, but you have been as well. But then you're at your parents, so you don't get infected. That's a nice, that's a very nice little halfway, isn't it? I think it's perfect. And I, I think, think this is the first time in about three and a half months that we've actually resolved one of these. <laughs> And I tell you what, if he turns around and goes, no, I don't have to, this is my house, he's a fucking cock and ball, and you need to, I just, I, that is, that's the line. Now, if he'd not been going to his parents, and you were like, I need my friend to stay over, I've lived in shared houses before, and it doesn't take much to cause some fucking, like, nasty scenes, like, you can get, it can get eggy yeah. as fuck in a shared house. I'd be fuming if someone, if I'd been isolated and one of my house was like, oh, but we're bored and we want to get drunk in a park. But a shared house is essentially a relationship that you don't get the sexual benefits of, isn't it? That's the problem. That's why it gets eggy in a shared house. Yeah. Imagine, like, if you had no connection to your missus, but you still have to live with her. Everything annoying she yeah. does. And you haven't got the I love this person part to yeah. make it all okay. It's not your family when you're growing up. You're like, well, you're basically housemates then, but it's your parents. They, you're their kids. Yeah. It's fucking. You take love there's away, love and there. Living with another human being is unbearable. 
Mate, I've had... My best ever housemate was Andy Hunt, big lad from Barnsley, and I fucking loved him. And even... We had a couple of moments, cause, and he was the best housemate I've ever had. He was amazing. And it's still annoying. I left the key in the door once on the, on the side, and he couldn't get in, and he fucking bollocked me. I was like, oh, God. It was really bad. And it's because sharing a fucking living space with 28-year-olds that drink too much is not easy. Um, yeah. I think I think that's the fucking compromise, isn't it? Just piss off to your mum and dads. You fucking sorry. You're right, Adam. You're hungry, aren't you? I can tell. I am thinking about that sandwich. You just you? literally, you just weren't there for that last bit. When I went, you fucking sorry. <laughs> Adam's head's gone. You know, not in a bad way. Not like, oh, my head's fucking stop. gone. I can't stop thinking. About, I'm just all I can picture is gravy going onto a chicken oh. sandwich. Oh, oh mate, we we found a takeaway. And I'm going to chippy. We found a takeaway in Chester. We've tried fucking loads that we've not liked, and there's this one on Just Eat, and its reviews aren't that good. And I was like, uh, I've tried every other. The reviews are way better. Finally, made my way around to this one, almost begrudgingly. Like, fuck it, we'll give it a try. Oh, it's amazing. We've had it the last two nights. Oh, I'm going to get so fucking fat and happy. I think I might get it. Should I go for the hat trick? Oh, mm. yeah. Brooks. I started dieting today because I want to be skinny again, but I might just. That was so fucking funny, that those two pictures you put on. This is me a few <laughs> years ago. I lost weight. I was a beautiful man. And the picture that you posted of your fucking head, your big <laughs> lockdown, your big Rona head. <laughs> you know this picture's been going around the internet of like these are uh, this is a symptom of the Rona and they've been showing like sore toes I think if you showed your fucking head it'd be like and that's also a symptom There's, you're definitely <laughs> you're definitely such a, such a my head's mad the other day when Davina I did that video on Twitter it's on the have a word fucking Twitter I did a video singing Ronan Keaton because of this it's time I have a word. She was like, you sound like you're doing, it's amazing. So I sang the song. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, that's funny. I'll make some people laugh there. I got home and I was looking at it and I really nearly deleted it because my fucking head looks so fat and round. Oh, it's becoming a, a serious problem. And I only noticed it yesterday. Because um, yesterday what we were doing in the house was we've, what we've done for the past few weeks Every time we do a clothes wash, we do some laundry. As soon as they're clean and dry, we've just put them in a bin bag and thrown the bin bag into our box room. Right. Right? So we've gone through all of our clothes because every time something gets cleaned, it essentially gets locked away forever. So we've just right. been going through old stuff. So yesterday, because we're doing this swap around of the two rooms, we said, right, we need to sort the house out before we do that. So the first thing to do is the clothes room. So we, we've gone through, we've got, every, there's nothing in the clothes room at the minute apart from storage. And we're just going through everything we've got, trying it on. And if we doesn't fit or we don't like it, it's going in the bin. I, about 12% of my clothes fit. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm throwing coats, jackets, shoes, everything's going in the fucking bin. Um, and I was trying something on, I think, like a hat I don't know but I, I, I looked at me me face and I was like what the fucking size of my head and that's when I did that post <laughs> you have got you, I'm not joking I, you know there's a lot going on with your head in there like you've got there's a lot going on like what you know some people are like you couldn't there's not there's not many features you've got a very busy head <laughs> 
I've got the beard. I've got the eyebrows. I've got a dodgy eye, a tanny up nose. A lot going a on. Head. You know, if you yeah. committed a crime and there was like a sketch for you, the artist who was doing your like they get halfway through going, I'm fuck, my hands killing me. I'm fucking like <laughs> gone through three pencils for this. Fucking oh, you got a nasty. Dance, <laughs> <you know? laughs> I remember you used to be sound. <laughs> You can tell he's hungry. Like, what's your comeback? I haven't got a comeback. I just want a sandwich. I'm fucking starving. Here's the song. Uh <laughs> and the song is Sandwich, Sandwich, Tasty Sandwich by <laughs> the Subways. Um, the song is called Thick and Thin. It's by a band called Weekends Away, who has been featured before. Lovely. Their Instagram is weekends.away underscore. That's weekends.away underscore the song is thick and thin it's an absolute fucking tune we'll see you all again on monday i'll always feel nervous when i'm with you my brain screaming at me saying don't fuck this up now I wanna spend the rest of my life with you I want you by my side, don't wanna be left behind Left behind I wanna watch you grow up with me happiest you can be and we'll stay together through thick and thin and I'll sing this song to you Something I
Say